Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another session of Goliath Property Matters. For all your property news coming from Goliath Sourcing Academy, my name's Mark Dunsmore, and here are my thoughts. This week, we're going to be talking about the eviction ban and, of course, the impact on landlords, specifically those who have had evictions in the ether pre-lockdown and the impact on them longer term. We're also gonna be talking about letting agents and letting agents coming back after uh, lockdown rules were lifted for agencies and the surprising number of agents that have yet to open their doors to the public. We're also gonna be talking about the number of sales falling through. Those of you that follow us closely will know that this has been my prediction all along. It's surprising actually how early this has started to come to fruition and it's actually going to get a lot worse and my opinion as to why that's an opportunity for you as a property investor. The flip side, of course, the popularity of auctions coming into lockdown. Pre-lockdown auctions were at an all-time high. It was very much a seller's market. And guess what? They've gone online and it's become even more of a seller's market. So as an investor, that's why I don't think you should be buying at auction. And I'll share you my thoughts as well. And also, of course, a bit of fun. It is the 2020 interior design trends and uh, a particular one that I like that I will share with you in today's show. So we all know that there is an eviction ban in place. As soon as lockdown set down, the government put a ban into place for evictions so that you could not have evictions taking place during lockdown, which meant that no evictions could even be started. No eviction process could be started until post lockdown. And they keep extending that uh, date. Now, what's very interesting and what this article covers is actually the landlords who had an eviction process going through pre-lockdown. So the eviction process was already active, but the court hearings, of course, have not been getting heard during lockdown and the eviction ban, the hearings continue to be uh, catching up on a backlog when the courts reopen. So what's very prevalent are those landlords that have suffered substantial arrears or alternatively, it's not always arrears that landlords suffer with for evicting tenants. Quite often there is an element of social behavior issues. So uh, neighborly disputes, misuse of property, damage, all that sort of thing. So these problems can be quite a serious thing. And of course, if you had an eviction process going through that started in November last year, because evictions can take quite a long time to get to court. If it started in November, December last year, you've gone through the whole process of January, February, March, paperwork, legal costs, all that jazz. And then suddenly the government tell you that there are no court dates and anything that you had lined up is, uh, has to be rescheduled. But the problems that you had are not going to magically disappear. So this article is a call from the property media, from property lawyers to lobby MPs and try and get a priority system set up for when the court dates reopen so that those who are suffering the most are going to be able to get their, uh, he their hearings heard 
faster in order to try and regain possession of their properties and of course evict the tenant. So it's uh, it's a nasty one for landlords. It's further evidence of the protection that tenants are offered. Uh, the issue is that the good tenants should be protected. I am not uh, against that at all. There are rogue landlords unfortunately but unfortunately the um, one hat fits all landlords scenario means that those good landlords that have just suffered from bad tenants have actually going to have to suffer quite a substantial amount more in time, in money, in headaches, in stress, just to get those tenants out. So uh, we'll watch how it unfolds. Uh, it's not good news at the moment for landlords, but hopefully some sort of priority system will be set in place and they can get possession of their properties back as quickly as possible. In our second article this week, we talk about letting agents and the surprising number of letting agents that were surveyed by the Property Redress Scheme, the PRS, the surprising number of letting agents who have yet to open their doors to the public. What's very interesting is that this article is all about agents' safety, how they whether they feel safe to return to work. And actually over 70% of those agents interviewed, uh, surveyed, have said that they do feel it is safe to return to work. But in the same survey, for over 40% have yet to open their doors to the public. So what's interesting is they feel it's safe to return to work in a non-public facing environment, but of course, as soon as you bring members of the public in, i.e. something that is uncontrollable, suddenly the risk does increase. And I have to say, as an agent uh, previously myself, I am slightly on their side when it comes to not really knowing who it is that you're going to turn up to viewings with. And of course, the risk increases for you to then contract it yourself. You don't know how long, uh, when you do, then you pass it on to your family and it is slightly more risky in a public facing environment. So a difficult one, it's been over a month now since agencies reopened and um, to hear that 40% of letting agents still haven't opened to their public is um, an interesting insight into the industry, uh, certainly one to follow and just see how it adapts. The industry is already adapting with regards to virtual viewings and also talking pe people through uh, properties on the phone a little bit more, you know, maybe just going through that qualification process a little bit better, which is only a good thing for the industry itself, but we'll see how this um, opening to the public unfolds as the months go on. Another article this week is about buyer demand on the up. Of course, buyer demand has increased. We've been talking about this now for a few weeks uh, since the uh, agencies got back open again and the lockdown was lifted in that respect. Uh, we've seen buyer demand um, at an all time high. What that also means is that property sales are being agreed at 98% of asking price as we've covered in a previous Goliath Property Matters. What's interesting about this article is that we're starting to see the fall throughs that I have been predicting all along. And what's interesting is that the fall throughs that are happening now are not necessarily the sales that are being agreed now. Because what's going to happen is we're going to have things such as down valuations, surveyors are going to be protecting the mortgage lenders, lenders are going to be less confident about lending depending on your criteria. Property transactions generally take around three to four months to go from sale agreed to completion. And that is going to take us into the winter time, probably around about November, October, November time, where we're going to really see the impact of those fall throughs. 
fall-throughs are also going to mean then that we have vendors with chain breaks and we all know if you follow Goliath's training that chain breaks are an excellent way of picking up property deals because for those that actually still want to move that still need to move they need to sell there are bargains to be picked up by those that are in a position to be able to take advantage of solving that problem for the property owner but getting a good deal in return so it's going to be an interesting one to watch as time unfolds and um, it's certainly something i've been predicting all along it's starting to go along the lines as i've predicted so we'll see come christmas time what's actually happening where i predict the bargains are going to start coming in are probably in spring next year uh, this is where we'll start to discover just how good the market is just how motivated sellers are and that's when i think we'll start to see the effects of a, a property crash how big that is we will not know until it happens but certainly prices will drop uh, vendor expectation will reduce and that's where as an investor ready to purchase the opportunities are going to lie Now the flip to that of course are auctions and those of you that know what my thoughts are on auctions will know that pre-lockdown uh, back in 2019 into 2020 the auction room was absolutely somewhere to go if you did not want to find yourself a bargain. It was a seller's market. Sellers were achieving property prices that were just beyond their expectation. It even became a strategy of agents to say, get the property into auction, get a buying for a bit of frenzy and get more for your property. And of course, there are no surveys, which means that you exchange upon fall of the gavel, which means that you're not going to get downvalued and you're going to exchange at whatever price that property sale was agreed for in the auction room. Now, what's interesting about auctions is they were still very busy auction rooms at the time. But what you would have realized is that the auctions tend to take place in very specific locations and they tend to be um, in big rooms, football stadiums or auction house rooms. And what that means is there's a slight barrier to entry in the sense that people have to travel there. Generally, they're during the day. And what it does mean is that people have to take time off work. So what you find is that uh, the less serious are still buying, but less serious might not attend the auctions. Now, what's interesting about this article is that there are record numbers of bidders, uh, record prices, a property that was guided at 25 grand sold for well over 200,000 the, on the auction because it's all online. Of course, what online means? Online means that you can attend from the comfort of your own home, office, wherever it might be. That means you can bid with all the other bidders and the chances of getting a bargain have reduced even more. So it's certainly a seller's place to be in the auction at the moment. And as a, an investor, I certainly wouldn't be looking at auction as a, a buying strategy. Uh, buying pre-auction or post-auction, definitely worth considering, but certainly not in the auction for that exact reason. Of course, if they do go down the online model, which why wouldn't you if your business had just experienced record numbers because of taking it online, why would you not consider that as a strategy moving forwards? It's only going to make things more difficult for the short term. But of course, we'll see how the market pans out and see what happens in the next six to 12 months, because that's when we'll start to see whether auctions are going to be the place to go again to buy or whether it's just going to remain somewhere to avoid moving forwards.
And of course, this week's bit of fun is the interior design trends of 2020. Now, I'm not one to go too crazy in my own property. Uh, I tend to be quite uh, vanilla. Um, we throw a bit of gray on the walls or maybe a, a slight feature wall or whatever it might be, but we certainly don't go crazy with the interior design stuff. That's not what we do. What I do, however, take an interest in is the interior design tips to make our properties that we are either looking to resell or we're looking to find tenants for that are going to give us the edge over the other properties that are on the market at any given time. So these are the sorts of articles that I love looking at. Pinterest is a good one. Dwell, which this article's from, is a good one. It's all about identifying those little things that, you know, some of them are crazy, some of them are really far out, and some of them I would never touch in a million years, but some are really interesting. And uh, one of the ones in this one is the interior gardens. I love plants despite the one behind me being slightly dead uh, it needs a bit of water but uh, what it does do is it just sparks a bit of interest sparks a bit of creativity and you never know if it gives you the edge over someone else looking to buy another property or rent another room another property then of course it's going to be worth that investment it doesn't have to be expensive it certainly doesn't have to be crazy money to do it but what it does allow you to do is give yourself a little bit of a standout difference to separate you from the rest. And that's it for this edition of Goliath Property Matters. Hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed delivering it. And uh, we will continue to do this on a weekly basis. We uh, just find the latest news articles, those that we think are going to be of interest. I share with you my thoughts. Uh, so if you are interested in being notified of those, you can certainly join our email list. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe and hit the bell to make sure that uh, you get notified of these sessions coming in. Or you can also follow us on Instagram and, of course, on our Facebook group. Uh, so we're looking forward to the next one. In the meantime, take care, everyone. And uh, as always, happy sourcing.